Basement Bookers Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Basement Bookers Podcast. It is I, your boy, the reigning, defending champion of the basement. Thank you to my champion, Logan Paul. And as you heard just now, Rich Derez, the perpetual motion machine going through life one step in front of the other but unfortunately for him championship beltless but that's fortunate for me rich how do you feel besides the fact that you lost that you cheated that logan Uh, cheated logan cheated in trial by combat rich is is what we decided to challenge it's how we decided uh, and edited content that didn't make it to the podcast, but we decided to do trial by combat. Uh, it was decided that we would choose a champion, and when you choose a champion, whatever they do to win, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with you. So you chose incorrectly. The referee's decision is final. You know, I don't know what to tell you. You backed the wrong horse, is what I'm saying. I did. I did. To be honest, I I really should have picked Logan Paul for that match. I should have known he was going to win. It I didn't. Mean, it didn't make sense for Ricochet to win. I mean, look, bro. It was either that. It was either that, or you tie with me. And we didn't pick and a tie. We didn't do a tiebreaker because last week cause we I had that match. And well, that was right, but like that could have ended up in a double countout or something. No, this is why I think this is why I beat you because I didn't think like that because I knew that this match would have a definitive finish because Logan Paul was not wrestling the tribal chief. Logan Paul was not even wrestling Austin Theory. Logan Paul was wrestling Ricochet. Logan Paul could beat Ricochet. And, and Ricochet did. will be fine. He'll be exactly where he was before, as we saw on Monday Night Raw. Status is quo, albeit temporarily cooked. When Logan Paul's name was said, I have evidence of that. And then this happened. I got to talk over it because, you know, she is a professional. She's the consummate professional fighting to hold back the tears to do her job. Yeah. Uh, Good job there. Uh, Logan Paul. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Rich, we're not going to go straight into SummerSlam. You had some things you wanted to say before we could go deep diving into SummerSlam in this Facebook Booker's podcast SummerSlam review slash discussion uh, episode of the Basement Booker's podcast. That's right. Basically, I just wanted to talk about quickly the slew of injuries happening in WWE in particular right now, mainly two. That affected some things. Uh, as we saw on Raw, Sami Zayn's elbow is like way out here. 
Uh, we're told it is a bursa sack injury, uh, which is kind of the same thing Cena had uh, in 2013. Uh, let's see. It's better uh, than a, having a busted sack. That is correct. Uh, Mel, Dave Melcher essentially said it's so swollen, it's about the size of a golf ball. Big, big swollen sack on his elbow. And mm. and as announced on Raw this week, Sonya Deville tore her ACL. In her uh, video on social media, she even acknowledged the smat the uh wwe women's tag team championship curse she said yes the titles are cursed maybe since she acknowledged it the curse will go away and then whoever the next champions are will not fall to injury uh i believe the opposite has occurred here she's strengthened it now now it's even more powerful she's given it power because now it's going to be in the heads of the women that like have to like want to like have it you know what i mean mm. you're gonna see a lot of katana chants and likes to have fun number twos being like look we can't do this because the minute those belts come we're just gonna get hurt and something must have happened backstage where the women's tag team championships must have grazed the actual Undisputed tag team championships that have uh, rubbed their stenchy taint all over Kevin Owens and all over Sammy Zayn. You throwing some shade there? No, just facts. Oops. Those belts being cursed and now amplified by Sonya Deville. I'm a little disappointed, I gotta say. The taint of the belts, not the taint of the champions. Okay. Obviously. Obviously. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. No. Secondly, because we've already discussed the first match on the card, because Logan Paul had to go watch his brother, other Paul, uh, do a fight with Nick Diaz of the uh, Diaz family. It's Nate Diaz, uh, not to be confused with his brother. Wow. Uh, now, this is actually a real fight. Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. The American Nightmare, son of Dusty Rhodes, believe it or not, was able to have this match. And some reason, the ref decided to play it fast and loose, even when Cody Rhodes hit Brock Lesnar with the stairs. And I don't mean Brock Lesnar went into the stairs. He held the stairs aloft. How much of those stairs hit him right in the shoulder? Uh, well, those aren't big show steps. Those are just regular wrestler steps. So okay. Less than that. So less than 240 pounds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Just checking because last I heard, th those steps were 240 pounds. Yeah. I, I believe uh, this is Brock Lesnar's longest match in uh, many years, I believe. That's what people are saying. Hmm. Uh, if that's not true, look it up and write it down below. Maybe it'll get a like and two basement bookers dollars, non-fungible, not fundable, not refundable, not actual money. You get nothing, but it's inside yourself. It's in inside yourself. You know, so we're just making it rain basement dollars. Also, on, not affected by inflation. It'll always be the same. That's right. Yeah. So go ahead, Rich. Why don't you tell us how you felt about this basement dollars 
uh, second main event. I was a little confused by the ref not disqualifying Cody Rhodes for using the steps, but I feel like maybe the ref was looking at this realistically like, okay, Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Cody needs to use the steps. Like, you know, that, that, that's fair because it's yeah. Brock Lesnar. It's right. the alpha male of the damn species, okay? And I fully believe that, 100%, 1,000%. Uh, Brock's a scary dude. You don't want to mess with him. Now, this match, this was a good match. This was a knockdown, dragout fight. Little surprised, kind of not. You see, looking at it from just the kayfabe perspective, the you know like if you you're just following the storyline surprised at Brock showing the respect and everything but if you look at it from the business perspective you knew that was going to happen you knew Cody was winning and you knew Brock would put him over because Cody doesn't have to just look good Cody has to look good and be respected by Brock Lesnar for him to move to the next level whenever he does, because eventually I'm not, I don't remember raw, honestly, um, to know, like if he's doing anything moving towards Seth or Roman now, but that is the eventuality. We know this. Jared, what do you think? I said what I thought, and I don't think you should put your hands in the, in in all in one basket here. uh, Richter Riz, you can't, Everybody's got predictions. Cody's a psychopath. He still has time to hurt himself by doing something stupid mm. and tough. Uh, people say, oh, what? I saw this coming. I said it on an episode a while back. I said that there, it would happen, that there would be respect. It just took a little while. Brock Lesnar had to fight so hard he exploded out of his shorts, Rich Derez. I don't think you realize the, the severity, the veracity of the situation here. He almost exploded completely out of his shorts, but thankfully for us, Brock Lesnar decided to wear trunks under his shorts or whatever. So thank God. But that could easily been a, a, a terrible incident. But instead, we got a, a what a match here. So I'm ready. I'm looking forward to the days. Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, once again, losing to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. A two-time loser. I can't believe it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I hope he wins. And one day, his daughter will say, my grandfather was Dusty Rhodes. All right. Next up was the Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. Battle Royal. For what? I don't know. No, it's the Slim Jim uh, Macho Man Randy Savage Memorial Battle Royal, brother. Brother, okay. Unofficially. (laughs) So as we all know, L.A. Knight, yeah, was our winner. Here is who was in it that did not win. In order of elimination, thanks to Wikipedia. Apollo Crews, J.D. McDonough, Rick Boogs, Otis, Ivar, Eric, Shinsuke Nakamura, Tommaso Ciampa, Cameron Grimes, Austin Theory, Santos Escobar, Giovanni Vinci, Ludwig Kaiser, Ridge Holland, Butch, Matt Riddle, Omos, The Miz, Grayson Waller, Karrion Cross, Chad Gable, Bronson Reed, AJ Styles, and finally, 
Sheamus. I told you Bronson Reed would be in that match. You did. You 100% did because Triple H likes paying him. Rich, you got to make sure you got to say it. Like, his, he's got a name change, dude. It's a brand new name. Big Bronson Reed. Yes, emphasis on the big. I bet that's what they said in the mm. pitch meeting. Big Bronson Reed. He's just fat. He's just a fatter guy. <laughs> he's not like, he's not Godzilla. He's just a big guy. He's a huge guy, but he, the Corey Graves, oh, the earth is shaking. Oh, I can't believe it. It's going to explode around here. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Graves has called him a kaiju a few times in the past. It's annoying. It's so dumb. All right. Anyway, like, like you were saying. Yeah, you know, it was a battle royal. People went over the top, and uh, LA Knight won. Yeah, the yeah movement continues, brother. Look, you say that you, you don't know what you win, but what you win is a spot in a Slim Jim commercial with Bianca Belair. Right. Right after. <laughs> right after. It's like, it's like he went from the ring directly to the commercial, and, like, they recorded the commercial – Live, they had to. What do, you, if... what do you mean? It's like that's I what just, happened because he won. The, they didn't. No one knows who's gonna win the match, dude. That's right. So he had to win the match. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it would have been. You know, imagine the horror show if it was Sheamus. Like you'd have to like, you know, it wouldn't work out too good. So luckily, nope. an almost regular sized man uh, won and was able to head straight into. Slim Jim commercial mode. Yeah. They wanted to give him the box of Slim Jims, but more than two were missing. AJ Styles, Carry Cross says to tell you that we're not done till he says he's done. I know it's the third time uh, just now, and he said he's he'll let you know, apparently. That's his gimmick. Uh, like, people, you're in the rear view. When when Carrie Cross wants to be in the rear view, I that's an almost verbatim quote from either Corey Graves or Michael Cole. One mm -hmm. of those guys said that, right? Yeah, the one one of the ones that's not uh what's his name? Michael Cole. No, it's oh, Kevin Patrick. Kevin Patrick. I, I was trying I was to say, say I, Kevin Flannery. I that's funny. I almost said Nick Patrick. And I'm like, it's not Nick Patrick. It's it's something. It might be Patrick. No, this time it's stuck. Uh, you know, so Nick Patrick is, uh, you it's know, Nick Patrick. Yeah. The, the, the Alliance referee, Nick Patrick. Yeah. Remember <laughs> the Alliance? I clearly I do. That was fun. I really liked that WCW logo, the red. Yeah. It was also great when Omos got thrown out by everybody because they decided that their brain should work. Yes. Uh, I'm like you did it, Omos. You've reached Andre the giant status because that's what always happens to him. These two women, they don't fuck around. If they do, you're going to find out. Find out right here at SummerSlam. Well, it happened already. So so apparently, up until the last minute, we had no idea what this was. And apparently it was just, uh, you know, a, a match, really. Uh, I didn't see a lot of uh, capitalization on the... No DQ aspect of it, mm -hmm. right? So maybe I missed something. I don't know. Um, 
the right person won, I guess, if Ronda's not coming back, which, you know, maybe, you know, we'll see around WrestleMania season. We still don't have Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think her ego is too big, and she probably really doesn't like Becky Lynch for real for some reason. Mm. Uh, so Shayna Baszler also stole Ronda's move now. She did. Uh, it's it's like the world's baddest slam. Yeah. Kind of like the world's strongest slam. Yeah. It's like a Mark Henry, Ronda Rousey uh, hybrid there. Mm-hmm. And she looks like she was actually in a real fight, Shada Baszler did on Monday. So that's nice. Uh, what can I say? Uh, thank you, Rhonda, And see you later, I guess, is what I would say to that. Adios, Ronda. Next up for the Intercontinental Championship, Gunta, of course, as we knew it happened. Defeated Drew McIntyre with the powerbomb. Slap fest, meat, slap and meat. What, what, what you, you got what you expected. What do you think, Jer? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Drew McIntyre is like missing in action now. He lost the match. Mm-hmm. He just disappeared. He's probably witness protection and changed his name. You know, he's out there looking for a job somewhere, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's out there. He's he's looking around being like uh like uh like uh I don't know, whatever a Scottish guy can do out there now. Maybe he can be a Highlander or uh maybe like uh an eccentric billionaire with uh nephews and go on adventures with them or something. He can like uh you know, swim around in his money bin or something. He could just be at a straight up adventurer. You know, he could go out there and, uh, you know, try to, like, you know, play the dad in a Boondock Saints reboot. You know, he could do that. You know, he could work for that. his own helicopter pilot. Yeah, he could do all sorts of stuff. Uh, I think it's time for him to come back as a heel, maybe, because he looked really upset when he left there. Mm. Unless he's going to show up on NXT. That would suck, because he'd kill all of them, pretty much. Um, but yeah, yeah, basically he got crotched off the top rope and Gunter's like, listen, I'm not going to just pin you after coming down. I'm going to have to do more stuff to you and then just beat him. Mm. The guy's like a video game character. It's like, I got to do my finishes. I got to make sure your, your health bars down. This is the fatality. Here's the, here's the V trigger, which was stolen by Kenny Omega from street fighter. By the way, it's not his. Okay, it's not his concept. It's not his original thing. All right, V-Trigger is a Street Fighter thing. Okay, but I digress. Where is Stadium Stampede, Kenny? Next up for the World Heavyweight Championship. Seven years in the making, Finn Balor attempts to get revenge on the laughing Seth freaking Rollins. But alas, we had shenanigans. I don't understand how the Judgment Day still runs Monday Night Raw. The incompetence on display was unbelievable. It's almost as if someone didn't want Finn Balor 
to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Hmm. Uh, that, to me, I think, could be the only explanation of the monumental failure of this team to get this belt off this man. Like, you have the briefcase. It doesn't matter what happens. Like, if the Goblin King over here can't beat Seth Rollins, then go for the DQ. Beat the F out of him. Three on one, maybe All right, four on bro? one. Because mm-hmm. apparently, later on, we learned the champion doesn't technically have to be on their feet for the money in the bank briefcase cash into work. So, which makes me think why they didn't do that here. You know? Mm. Because why do that? Why have two cash-ins on one television show? You know, you got to have the Damian Priest championship briefcase out there because mm-hmm. he's ob- he's going to cash in on Seth Rollins. Okay? It's it's just it just makes perfect sense. Um what I think right now, oh yeah, the finish is curb stop on the briefcase because uh Priest slid it in for Balor to use while he was dis- while Damian Priest was distracting Seth Rollins and the ref on well distracting the ref on the apron doing the whole look at me look at me I'm a giant guy hmm. and he's like oh you're a giant guy get out of here you giant guy I'm over here trying to take care of this match giant guy and he's like come on look at me I'm a giant guy I need you to look at me acknowledge me and he's like all right I'll acknowledge you for a little bit and that was just enough time for Finn Balor to get curb stopped by Seth Rollins. That was word for word. What'd you get the script or something? Sometimes you can find things on the dork web, and Crazy. that's where I did. So the dork web. Yeah. And there it is. That's why I don't get it, man. I really think it's on purpose. And I think now we're gonna have mind games. I think this whole JD McDonough thing, it's a herring. It's to make Seth Rollins think there's the judgment day's not stable. McDonough, he's in the Judgment Day. They're just doing some 4D chess, okay? Damian Priest has a plan. They just need more money. (laughs) You know, they never said what JD stands for. Why not? Judgment Judgment Day McDonough. (laughs) Judgment Day McDonough. That would technically make him their mask. His make him their mascot or the leader. There is no leader in the Judgment Day. There never what was. If there is now. No, that was what the if, whole point. What if that was a red herring? That's not a red herring. That's the stupidest red herring. It, it messes up the see. whole point of the of the group. No. It's it's more nonsense that we're gonna have to deal with. That's enough nonsense for that. <laughs> You're out of your mind. But if you're right, then I guess you're going to have to say that you're right. Listen, he has like a Minecraft head, okay? There's got to be something in there. He's got he's got to be like the mastermind. He's like the mastermind crafter of he's, the Judgment Day. He's just a master Minecrafter. He's the one that's over there playing Minecraft. I bet that's why him and Finn Balor are so, so tight. They have a Minecraft server they play on together. Probably do. Triple the threat, double the fun here 
right here on the Basement Bookers podcast. This match is probably one of the longest women's wrestling matches in the history of SummerSlam. Probably. Look it up. I don't care. So here we have Asuka. And by the way, I'm not saying I don't care about this. I'm just saying I don't care mm. if you look it up or not. Okay, I don't have facts, figures, and opinions. Well, I have, I have opinions, and they're all over this podcast, by the way. So don't forget yep. to like and subscribe or something and hit the bell because then the bell it'll ding and you'll be like, oh shit, Facebook bookers. And then you'll watch it. And then someone will be like, yo, what is that? It's the basement bookers podcast. No fucking shit. All right. And that's it right there. And then you got yeah. like your, your best friend for life, but who's not best friends for life is these three women. Let's address the red herring in the room. Charlotte flair, your nails are too long. Those are not regulation for wrestling. Someone could have been hurt. I get it. You think you're some kind of a, a, a she-wolf or, or something, but you're not. And again, the same thing on Monday Night Raw with the long knife hands. You could you could gouge somebody's eyes. Oh, I'm sorry. A SmackDown. You wrestled on SmackDown like five minutes ago. But either way. Yeah. I feel like so. she's kind of doing like a share thing. Yeah, I, I get, I got that. But what she doesn't have hmm. is the women's championship because Bianca Belair, she came out there, and instead of the usual KOD, the face into the mat, one, two, three. This time it was Charlotte Flair. She had the uh, the move, the figure eight Fig- there on mm-hmm. on Bianca, who who was maybe hurt, but not really. It's just for the match. They always do that, you know. She's fell hard to the outside and it was a good sell. It's like, oh my God, is she hurt? And then when the rest are like, well, I guess we'll just get her out of here. It's like, all right, I guess she'll... they didn't even bother to get her to go all the way back there. Cause boy, what a journey from the aisle to the ring. It's, it just looks so long. So the good thing they stopped her halfway. She goes in, she gets in there. Oscar comes and just sprays the mist. All over Charlotte Flair's face, neck, and chest. That's literally what happened. So I can say that literally what happened all over her face, neck, and chest was just green, a green liquid, a green liquid, as it were, uh, stripping, just dripping down. And and then, so that was that. But then uh, Bianca rolled up Asuka, right? Yeah, that's right. And, it's and like then... That's right. She couldn't even walk. And as that's happened, I'm tweeting. I'm like, EO, get your ass out there. That bitch can't walk. You need to go get that. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, the music hits. They go out there. Bailey just, just hitting people. Hit Charlotte with the briefcase. Hit Oscar with the briefcase. And then EO's in there. She's like, cash in. Cash in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, and, uh, you know, and she even, like, like walked over her, did the thing, went to the top rope. She's like, I'm doing the thing. I'm doing the thing. And then just off the top rope, geniusing of the sky. The best part of that match, mm-hmm. when she came out there, she said it was EO time. And then she EO skied all over the mat. It just, there she was. The And the most adorable uh, Money in the Bank. Uh, 
briefcase cashed I feel like. She she looks so happy mm-hmm. and just a joy. There'll be a picture right there that I took where she looks just so happy. And they're all the friends. They're all friends. They're all hugging. They're talking about things like how The Rock was making good movies. And then he started listening to the wrong people. And then the bad movies came. Sometimes it's not enough to just be The Rock. You have to be a smarter rock. Rich, what have you? To be honest, I love any cash-in. The cash-ins are fun. They're, they, they have that, that spontaneous feel. They have the excitement to them. Um, it was great seeing EO, Sky, uh, and Bailey, and Dakota Kai all celebrating. Um, one thing on SmackDown, Bailey was wearing a thing that kind of looked like um, a trimmed down flak jacket. Kind of threw me back to Shield days a little bit. Yes, Rich. Everybody that has a flak jacket is Shield related. Uh, D'Lo Brown, uh, he the prototype to the Roman Reigns chest protector. <laughs> he knew. Correct. He did. He did. He fucking knew. <laughs> D'Lo knows what he's talking about. But uh, for, for real, I mean, faction of three. I feel like it was kind of just a thing Bailey threw out there to see if anyone noticed. I noticed. Hey, why don't you tweet at her and get into her mentions and mm-hmm. ask? You know, maybe she'll be like, you're the guy. You figured it out. Not that other idiot on the show. You did it. You figured it out. That's right. Well, you see. She watches. I, I feel like that that's enough for me. That is, right? Mm-hmm. And as far as this match, same. Roman versus Jay. Uh, the What was officially titled... Battle for the Oosiest Oos. And in here, it turns out that it wasn't Jay Uso. It was, in fact, Jimmy J, J. Jimmy Roman Solo Uso that came out on top. Wise man. Uh, so, what do we know? We know that tribal combat is a game because that's what they did. Because I thought that no one was allowed to interfere in the tribal combat. As a matter of fact, there was two tribal combat interferences, and both in the favor of Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy J, J, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Uso would have you believe that he did it because he didn't want to break up the Usos. That he want Jay. To become Roman Reigns, uh, he used really mean words that I'm not going to repeat about the tribal chief here. What is wrong with Jimmy J.J. Jimmy? And that's a real dumb reason to cost him your brother the match. You cost him everything, and that's going to be like, yeah, you know what? We'll stay together as the Usos. Yeah, that's fine. You ruined my life. But you know what? You wanted to keep the team together. You wanted to keep me in a division, which is basically us. Oh, that's great. You're a good brother. Not a good brother like Carl Anderson and Gallows. You know, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. Why, what, what, what are we going on here, man? What are we doing? 
what the, the thing I wanted to focus on, first of all, the, the, the match was great. I was a little confused by the interference, but then I said, okay, it, it's just happening since it's no DQ anyway. Uh, Solo, Jimmy, of course, Jimmy pulling Jay off the cover and super, kill, super kicking him uh, was the big surprise of the match. But then fast forward to SmackDown. Like I, I don't, I don't want to minimize the match. The match was great. The storyline around it is awesome. SmackDown closing the show. We had the Jimmy J confrontation that we expected. Uh, as you said, Jared, that you know Jimmy's like, I didn't want you to become him. Essentially, um, you, he didn't want Jay to inherit. Whatever power makes him an asshole. He wanted him to cast it into the fire. He didn't right. want him to have the one ring because it would corrupt him and destroy him just like he did right. to the other one. <laughs> so the end to close the show, you know, there was a little brawl. Jay hits a super kick on Jimmy when he it looks like he's going in for a hug. And Jay says he's done with WWE. Obviously, part of the story. I, I mean, once again, as I've said just about every week, I am intrigued with what, where they're going with this thread of the storyline. I want to follow it. I want to. I want to see it play out. Is. What's the next step? Is is Jimmy going to face Roman for everything he did to Jay? Is Jimmy going to rejoin the bloodline? I don't think so. I think Jimmy's just out. Because, and by the way, I didn't think the match was great. I thought it was fine. Um, as far as, like, the match goes. And, like... I feel like Jimmy coming out there and this whole finish was like, uh, well, I guess they ran out of uh, Samoans to get for this, uh, honestly. Because it's like, I really thought it was another guy. I'm like, who is this? And it is Jimmy. I'm like, oh. I feel like, it, I feel like if they add more, it's just bloodline world order. Yeah, but it's like, so now you're breaking up the Usos. Unless the Usos are also playing 4D chess. Like Austin Theory. That's right. I don't think they're playing 4D chess, man. I got to say, it's kind of a dumb idea to break up the Usos. Because you're just doing the same thing everybody else does. Are the Young Bucks the only tag team that don't break up? I hope not. This has got to be something. They probably they got to be doing something. This can't be. Gallus hasn't broken up. Yeah, that's right. Gallus hasn't broken up. Gallus, like probably one of the most hardworking, best uh, tag teams that like to go out there and have fun. You know, they like to have a good time. <laughs> Come on, man. Gallus. We're talking about the Usos, bro. Like, like I hear you, but I'm talking about, like, you know, just other tag teams that have been around for oh, a I while mean, like, now. Like, super popular. Like, really good. Like, the Usos. 
fine. The Bucks and the Usos have been around forever. Mm-hmm. Like not forever, forever, but like a long time, at least ten years, right? Yeah, more, definitely more. Yeah. When the hell so, did they debut? You know, you talk about Gallus. I, I don't think they've been tag teams for as long as Jimmy J, J, Jimmy, Jimmy J. So they've been on the main roster for since 2009, 14 years. See, I said at least 10 years, and that means I'm correct. Mm-hmm. So, uh, look, I don't know. Uh, we saw what happened Friday, and maybe it's time for bloodline hiatus. You know, maybe this is like the the dip for a little bit. We just let's bring it back to basics. You know, let's like let's simplify right now and then just go from there. What that so, means, that's up to mm-hmm. the writers, not me. Yeah. Um I'm I'm gonna second that. I'm gonna say like right now, this moment in the storyline from where we are right now, speaking now, obviously, uh could be the moment where they should close it up, right? end it or at least end the inner family turmoil part of it and start working towards Roman dropping the belt. Um, I feel like this could be a time where they're elongating the storyline, maybe dragging it out, adding a thread that doesn't necessarily need to be here that might end up being a subpar chapter in the story could be i don't know obviously but i mean i'm here for it i've loved everything they've done in the bloodline so far i've had my own doubts along the way but up until now they have been solid this is still the single most intriguing storyline going on in American pro wrestling TV, period. So, I'm willing to see where where they're going with this. I'm intrigued, but it's tough to continue churning out the gold that we had from the early Sami Zayn days to now. That's yes. Yes. Well, listen, Haven says it's the third inning right now. So you're going to have to put that whole, uh, put this on whole thing in the back of your mind. Like, it's going to happen. But like I said, back to basics, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really think they shouldn't have had Jimmy quit. They should have. Uh, Sammy got hurt. I wish Sammy didn't get hurt. They should have had it. If Sammy didn't get hurt, then. Like Jey Uso steps in and is Sammy Zayn and Jey Uso as the t- undisputed tag team champions. Yo, and then that'll have that'll have Jimmy that that like Jay and Sammy and Kevin Owens when he comes back, the revolving door of Owens. It's like you know I was out, you replaced me with him, and we'll see what goes on with that. That could have been something interesting, but Kevin Owens isn't hurt. They could. Oh, they I could just it was hurt. No, th- only kayfabe. Oh, so why not have it that Kevin Owens and Jey Uso are the tag team champions? That'd be really good. They could. 
I uh, I wonder if they didn't do that because it would be a little. I don't want to say obvious and not quite predictable, but maybe a little predictable. Kevin Owens and Jey Uso. Because of how the is that predictable? He hates them. Mm. He hates Jey Uso. Yeah, and him and Sammy were fighting right before they became tag champs. Uh, they've been friends for like a hundred years. What the fuck are you talking about? There's a difference here. <laughs> um, they, what? There's a lot they could do. Yeah. You know, I feel like if Kevin, if on TV, Kevin came up to Jay and said, listen, Sammy's heard you want to be my tag partner, then we, you know, it would have been obvious. I think strange bedfellows. Hey, I got a partner for you, Pierce would say. Mm -hmm. He's like, I don't want a partner. Well, this guy, you know, he's held tag team gold all over the world. Well, universe here. (laughs) That's right. Former tag team champion. Oh, I. And then he comes out. He's like, oh, come on. I thought it was going to be Big E. Oh, Oh, well. Hmm. Much like for SummerSlam, if you like this video, go ahead down there. Give it a big thumbs up there. Uh, Maybe you want to subscribe to the Basement Bookers podcast. We're available on the podcast things. There's a link tree below. Feel free to check that out. And we thank you, both of us, for joining the SummerSlam review episode. And Joe's got a party message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. Do what the man says. Follow the booker. You know, now that I think about it, Mm. that is still kind of weird. I got to come up with something for you. Yeah, we kind of really didn't change anything from last week. Yeah, it's still the same. (laughs)